young. I am drawn to Star Bethlehem years ago. Yeah. And I'm just I'm excited for one. Uh, he's just getting married here just a few weeks, I guess, huh? Yes, sir. I'm excited for him about it. I'll be based out of Mississippi down there. And, and I'm just, he's a great young man. And I love God. He's anointed, talented. And he'd be using them talents for a lot of things. But thank goodness he's preaching the gospel. And I'm so thankful for that. But I honor him. He's my friend at night. And uh, so let's give him good hands. He comes minister the word. The Lord has to Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't we give it to him? Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you, Jesus. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good to see everyone in the house of the Lord on a Thursday night. Thank you for coming out. Amen. On, a, uh, on this wonderful evening. Amen. You guys are having wonderful weather. And I can't think of a better thing to do. Amen. Than to come to church. Amen. Amen. And harvest house. Amen. They just don't have harvest during the fall here. They have heard harvest all year long. Amen. 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 And I believe that today. It's good to see brand new faces, old faces. Faces that I've seen before and faces I haven't. Amen. I'm just glad to be in the house of the Lord today. How about you? Amen. 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 Enjoy the, uh, the ministry of the music and song leading and appreciate, amen, brother and sister Orton very much. Amen. Wonderful uh, pastor of this church. Amen. I, uh, I, I just thank him for his family. Appreciate Sister Beth and Brother Tex and uh, Brother Jacob. Amen. Love this family very much. And they mean a lot to me. And I always uh, appreciate it when they uh, give me a holler or they text and throw a quick text. and just lets them know that they're thinking of me. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm thinking of them often as well. And I appreciate them so much. And uh, I'm glad to be here tonight, brother. Thank you for the invitation. Amen. And uh, how many just wants to dig into the Word a little bit? Amen. See where God wants to take us tonight. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Hosea 13. And 14, then Psalms 118 and uh, verse 17. Hosea 13, 14, Psalms 118 and 17. Amen. Lord willing, amen. We we'll, uh, got in last night from Mississippi and uh, left the beautiful lady behind for a few days. And uh, we'll be coming back, amen, next week. And we're doing like a big trailer remodel in the midst of it all. And so... And uh, so there's just kind of like the, the countdown is real, and uh, it's happening 15 days to go. And, uh, and so we're both excited and anticipative of what God wants to do. Amen. We just want to honor Him and give our best unto Him. Amen. And she is a, she's such a powerful person, and uh, I'm so thankful for that and so excited to eventually someday bring her this away. Amen. Amen. Let everybody be to praise the Lord. And the Beelzebub is in the house. The Lord of the Flies. Amen. And uh, anyway, rebuke that. <laughs> Amen. Hosea 13, verse 14. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, 
I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. Of course, we know this prior scripture was later referenced in 1 Corinthians 15, 54 through 57, when the Apostle Paul said, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? And But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, Psalms 118, verse 17 says, I shall not die. I wonder if you can help me say that today. I shall not die, but live. And declare the works of the Lord. Why don't we say it again? I shall not die, but live. And declare the works of the Lord. I want to preach in you hearing today upon this simple thought. The battle cry of a buried church. The battle cry of a buried church. Amen. Why don't we go to God in prayer today and ask Him to help us. He's already appointed it. Now, Lord God, I know it. We ask you, Lord Jesus, amen, to fill our hearts, Lord God, amen, with a hunger and a thirst, amen, for righteousness. Fill up our mouth, help us to understand what you are trying to do in this place today, Lord. There is none like you, Lord. We lift you up. I'm asking you, Lord, to save, heal, and deliver in this house today, Lord. Let's not have any mistake, God, amen, that you are, Lord, in our midst, Lord, amen, and you intend to save, heal, and Direct and give vision to Lord. We need you today, Lord Jesus. And we give you all the love, Lord, and all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's give God a one more hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. 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 Won't you turn to your neighbor, poke them in the eye, tell them we walk by faith and not by sight. Praise the Lord. If you've done so, you may be seated. If you did. If you did, actually, you might want to take your neighbor to the hospital. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many going to let me just hey, take my time a little bit and build a little foundation? Is that all right? Amen. Amen. The fear of being buried alive is reported to be among the most common phobias for centuries. Revivals of supposed corpses having been triggered back to life by maybe a dropped coffin. The person wakes up. Grave robbers robbing a recently buried person wakes the person up within the coffin. Attempted dissections awakening the person. And this stuff didn't only happen hundreds of years ago, brother. Amen. For instance, in 2013, a Chinese woman climbed out of her coffin a whole six days after she had supposedly died. In 2014, Mississippi native Walter William was about to be embalmed when medical examiners discovered Walter's corpse wasn't a corpse. They found him kicking inside of his body bag. Thankfully, they avoided live embalming, which would have not been the balm of Gilead, I assure you. In 2012, two-year-old toddler Calvin Santos was pronounced dead from pneumonia only to wake up and ask for a glass of water at his own funeral. Now that would be kind of unique. And uh, because of stories like these, the terror of being buried alive led to the invention of various forms of what is called security coffins. Want somebody to say that? Security coffins. Basically, a security coffin is fitted with mechanisms that enables a possible revived occupant 
from within the coffin to signal the outside world that they have been buried alive. Using bells, flags, pyrotechnics, ladders, escape hatches, and feeding tubes, these security coffins were patented during the 18th and 19th centuries, and variations of these security coffins are actually available today if you want to try them out. I hear that people are just dying to try them out. Anyways, the first recorded safety coffin was constructed by Duke Ferdinand in 1792. He had a window installed into his coffin, an air tube for fresh air, and tucked into his shroud, he had two keys, one for the coffin lid and a second for the tomb door. Another story in 1798, a pastor Beck suggested that coffins should have a small tube attached. Each day the local priest could check the state of putrefaction of the corpse by sniffing the odors emanating from the tube. Hardly your typical Febreze. If no odor was detected and or accompanied by cries of help, the priest could then rescue the occupant from a dead-end life. Another record in the name of, of advertisement, a Dr. Adolf Gutsmith was buried alive several times to demonstrate a safety coffin of his own design. In 1822, he stayed underground for several hours. He even ate a meal of brought, uh, meal of soup, bratwurst, uh, matzi brown, sauerkraut, spritz, up, and for dessert, uh, brits and grit and torta, uh, all delivered to him through the coffin's feeding tube. It should have included coffee, but apparently he didn't like the burial grounds. But <laughs> a more modern record from 1995 prevails. A safety coffin was patented by Frappazio Casale, 1995. This is recent. His design included an emergency alarm in the coffin, intercom system, a flashlight, a briefing apparatus, and both a heart monitor and a stimulator. And if you couldn't afford the expense of buying one of these nice fancy coffins, uh, I would try to suggest to you that you request being buried with your cell phone. Amen. Sure beats a landline. I can only imagine the expression of your wife when she sees you calling from the grave. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is all of this really necessary? Uh, was there fear at all justified to go to such extremes? It may be somewhat overboard to uh, be buried in something with intercom system and a breathing apparatus. Uh, however, when you evaluate the records, uh, their phobia makes sense because there has been accidental fatal burials. I'm just going to stick with me. Amen. One record of being buried alive happened in 2014 in Thessaloniki, among many. Greece, uh, the police discovered that a 45-year-old woman was buried alive after being declared clinically dead. A group of children playing near the cemetery discovered her demise when they heard her screams from inside the earth. And they did not dig her up in time. Another unfortunate case was in 1884. A young lady by the name of Anna Hawkwalt was dressing for her brother's wedding and sat down to rest in the kitchen. A few minutes later, she was found with her head leaning against the wall, apparently lifeless. 
The doctor arrived and assumed she was dead when he couldn't revive her. But this didn't sit well with Anna's friends who thought her ears still looked pink as though blood was flowing through them. Regardless, Anna was buried the next day. Her friends told the parents of their earlier observation and of course uh, this perplexed and provoked them to have her dug back up. They found the worst case scenario, however. Anna's body was turned on to its side, fingers gnawed almost to the bone, and hair torn out by handfuls. Amen. She did not make it. In 1889, after losing a newborn son, a newlywed mother named Octavia went into deep grief over her lost son. She was bedridden for several months. She entered a coma-like state and nobody could awaken her. She was pronounced dead in May of 1891. Octavia was buried quickly. Embalming wasn't a common practice then, so they didn't do it on her. But a few days later, others in the town began to fall into a similar coma-like sleep like she had with shallow breathing patterns only to awaken a few days later and they discovered it was an illness caused by a tsetse fly fearing that she'd been buried alive her newlywed husband James panicked and had Octavia exhumed thinking she might awaken she had awakened but James was too late he found the coffin lining being shredded and Octavia's fingernails were bloody on her face was a frozen contort, a shriek of terror. Traumatized, her husband James grievingly erected a lifelike monument of her that sits in the cemetery today. It's a symbol of a woman buried alive. What a terror it must have been to suddenly awaken under 3,697 pounds of compacted dirt upon Amen One's casket and realize a loved one had buried you into your tomb too soon. The other pandemonium that would come over you. The panic on her cries for help. You can holler as much as you want to, but you won't be able to be heard. You try to ration the air, amen, that's in there. As carbon dioxide replaces the last sips of light bringing oxygen, blackout initiates, and then a coma ensues. And then with finality, your heart stops beating. Amen. Mm -hmm. Tragedy. A legend from the 1500s recorded that the city of England had started running out of places to bury people. So they would dig up coffins and take the bones to a bone house and reuse the grave. When reopening these coffins, one of one out of 25 coffins were found to have scratch marks on the inside and they realized they'd been burying people alive. So they thought they would tie a string on the wrists of the corpses they buried, leave the string to the coffin, and up through the ground and tie it to a bell above ground. Someone would have to sit out in the graveyard all night, the graveyard shift, and listen for the bell. Thus, this is where this phrase comes from, someone could be saved by the bell. Saved by the bell. Allow me to preach, amen, to a mother tonight that is tempted possibly to throw in the towel. Let me preach, amen, to a saint that is under the weight of oppression, of doubt. Let me compel perhaps a father that is on the verge of spiritual suicide. Let me preach to a church that the enemy has tried again and again to coerce you into spiritual coffin of despair. And you feel like throwing your hands in the air and surrendering
enemy's request and the adversity is trying his best to bury you under the bleak soil of defeat and finality. But allow me to announce tonight that God has greater plans than for it to end like this. And you need to hear this preacher tonight. You need to cancel your funeral plans. Cancel your funeral plans. Do you have enough tenacity, enough common sense to pull the bell cord and deliver a battle cry for all to hear that says, I may be buried, but I'm unwilling to die. I'm not dead yet. There's still life in this thing. There's still life down here. I want alive. I want up. I want out. I'm still breathing. I shall not die, but live and declare the words of the Lord. Mm. For the thief cometh not but to, someone say cometh, to steal, kill, and destroy, John 10, 10. But Jesus said, I am come, somebody say come, that they may have a life and a life more abundantly. You have two coming for you. The thief cometh and Jesus cometh. Yes. Which of the two are you going to allow to determine your desire to live? Come on, somebody. Which of the two? He once coming to kill you, once coming to give you life. I want to choose Jesus today. I refuse to walk out the back door. Amen. Denying what I know is going to save me. I want to choose life today. I want to choose life today. Can I preach to someone that's on the edge tonight? Amen. I remember not too long ago, earlier this year, me and my fiance went, amen, to a co-worker of hers funeral. Amen. This man, amen, had gotten just a few days prior to this, came out of his pickup truck, walking with a 45 pistol. Amen. In his hand, walking to his ex-wife on the front porch of a year. They'd been divorced for a year. And he looked at her and said, a year ago, you didn't give me time of day, but today you're going to hear me out. And she picked up that pistol and fired it into the woods to his right. Kaboom! The blast went and shouted out. And then suddenly he said to himself, he said, it's that easy. His last words were. And then he leveled the gun on himself and pulled the trigger. And we walked in that funeral home a couple days later. Amen. Looking at a man. Amen. That allowed himself to be buried under the lies of the enemy. Allowed himself to be buried. Amen. Under the lies of despair and discouragement. When just a few blocks down the road. Amen. There was a church house, brother. There's a place where preachers were preaching the gospel. He came to that church one time. He sat on the pew. Brother, he had, oh, come on. Which are you going to determine? Your life. I want to have life. I want Jesus in my life. 
Georgia. But brother, it may be that easy to pull the trigger. But brother, how much easier would it be to fall in love with Jesus? How much easier would it be to go the way of the transgressor's heart? But brother, those that are righteous, there's life there. There's life there. There's life there. I've come to preach life today. You don't have to commit spiritual suicide in this house tonight. Oh, hallelujah. You don't have to be buried under the lies of the enemy. Buried under the lies of despair. Buried under the lies, amen, of discouragement. Buried under the lies of addiction. Hallelujah. Buried under the lies. Amen. This is just the way it's always going to be, so I might as well go ahead and give up. You said it's going to be that way all the time. Brother, God is a polarizing type God. Meaning whenever his life collides with your life, amen, your life must submit. But brother, it's not a bad submission. It's a good submission. Because God takes out the death in your life. And he puts his life in your life. Brother, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like submitting, amen, yourself and saying, God, I recognize that if having it my way just won't work. Doing it my way just won't work. I've tried it again and again and again. It won't work. I always end up on my face. Amen, always end up a wreck. My wife leaves me. My husband leaves me. My kids leave me. Everything's leaving me. I get addicted to drugs. I think about killing myself all the time. Well, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to live that way. Get out of your way and get in his way. Get out of your way and get in his way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There's somebody in this room tonight that can encourage yourself. And say, I know people have already marked me off. They've already marked me off the list. They've seen my burial. They've watched the casket descend. Mm. They've wept over me. They're my family. They're my friends. They've grieved over me. Amen. They've seen me. Amen. Go down. They witnessed what seemed to be a life's death's blow. But I'm down here. My eyes have just opened back up with revelation. That God doesn't want it to end like this. Amen. Come on. Come on. They may think it might end like this. They don't want it to, but it doesn't have to end like this. Brother, if you're still breath in your body, I believe there's still a chance for you. If there's breath still in your body, ma'am, there's still a chance for you. Need to come out. Amen of your doubt. Accept into the realm of faith. Say God's able to touch my life. God's able to deliver me. God's able to pull me out. I may be busted and disgusted, Lord. I may be living in sin. But God, you're able to help me. You're able to save me from myself. Same preacher. What, what are you talking about? I know a man that was in know of a man that was in Brazil, South America. I've been there, go there every year. Amen. Try to preach, stir up something. Praise God. Amen. This man, he was, he woke up, but he just didn't wake up. He woke up in his funeral procession. Oh wow! Come on, brother. He woke up in a casket. 
and they were carrying him to his burial grounds. All the weeping he heard, all the people crying and saying, oh, what a sudden thing this was. And Amen, it just wasn't his typical waterbed. See, he, he knew there was a difference. Amen, I can't get up and I can't pick up my knees up. I'm in this casket. It's tight. It's confined. I'm just, come on. Oh, hallelujah. You know what death's like. Come on. You, can't, you, think, that, you think that sin is such a liberty. It's not. It's tight. It's confined. You're truly most bound when you're in sin. If you really want liberty, the Spirit of the Lord is what gives you liberty. Hallelujah. How come to preach today? Amen. How come to tell you? Amen. There's nothing, amen, that sin has to offer you. Only but distress and death. The wages of sin, the scripture says, is death. But God came to give life today. God's in this room today. He's come to say, hey, I'm able to touch you. I'm able to reach you. If you just break yourself down to God, I need you. I'll break it out of my pride, Lord. I need you. I'm desperate for a touch. I don't want to be buried alive. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Don't look at me too. Here it is. That guy who's in his funeral procession, guess what he did? Did he go back to sleep and let him bury him? Of course not. That would be ludicrous. Somebody say ludicrous. That would be kind of stupid. We might agree. Yeah. That would not be smart. That would defy common sense. You know what he did? Hey! Help me out. I'm not dead. I'm alive. I've still got life. I'm still breathing. Brother, if you want out of your death, you need to show signs of life. If you want out of your death, you gotta do some kicking. You gotta say, God, I don't want in this thing anymore. Get me out of this casket. Get me out of this thing. I want life. I desire life today. Oh, let's love around now, somebody. Somebody feel me out today. Today is your day. This is the day. Salvation. This is the day of salvation. Amen. Little did this man know, brother, just how dead he was. Amen. Just a little bit after this, this man ended up walking into an apostolic church. He got baptized in Jesus' name. Spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. Brother, he just didn't know how dead he was. But God said, I'm going to resurrect you from your personal casket so I can resurrect you from your spiritual casket. I want to give life today. I want to resurrect you out of your mess. I want to give you hope today. So sign the life. It's impossible to get salvation. By doing nothing. Amen. That's right. Amen. If you want help, get help. Yes. If you want God to help you, ask Him. Yes. Call on the name of the Lord. Come on. If you, if you want to be saved, Amen. You got to repent. Yes. Amen. Repent of your sins. Amen. Repent doesn't mean just saying I'm sorry. Amen. Repent doesn't mean just having remorse. Repent doesn't mean just saying asking for forgiveness. 
That's all part of it. But that's not all what repentance is. Repentance is taking a 180. Saying, I'm not living that way anymore. Amen. I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. The scripture says he's just to forgive us of our sins. But brother, what good is repentance? Repentance, amen, in the nationalistic terms, means to do a 180. It's saying, I'm not only sorry about it. I'm not only going to ask for forgiveness. But I refuse to do this. Keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again. I repent. I'm going a different way. I'm not going back to the same vomit that got me in the coffin to begin with. I'm coming out from among them and be separate. Say it to the Lord. I'm not going to touch the unclean thing. I've got to come out of it. Yes, Repent. Show signs of life. And God's going to meet you there. Won't you repent? Amen. Say, I want to get baptized. Yes. Amen. I want to get baptized in Jesus' name. Just not any old way of being baptized is going to do. I've got to get baptized in Jesus' name. That's how they did it in the Bible. Amen. Jesus said, Amen. Matthew 28, 19. He said, Baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. What is the name of the Father? Jesus said, I am coming my Father's name. So what's the name of the Father? Jesus. Amen. Then Jesus said, The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I've said unto you. So what is the name of the Holy Ghost? It's Jesus. So Jesus said the name of the Father is Jesus. Jesus said the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. And we know that the Son's name is Jesus because that's Jesus. So when he said baptize him in the name, he didn't say plural. He said singular. Name. Baptize him in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Brother, what is the name? That's why they baptize in Jesus' name only. In Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter 20. There's no other way to get saved. You've got to repent. And you've got to get baptized in Jesus' name. It does matter how you're baptized. Yes, it does. It does. Paul said, the disciples looked at Paul. Amen. In chapter, I think it was 19 or was it 22? Amen. They looked at him and said, we were baptized by John's baptism. Amen. But not just every baptism is good enough. Amen. Paul said, we've got to re-baptize you then. Because you just can't baptize in any whims, you pans your way you want to. Amen. That shows us today. There is a distinct way to be buried. Amen. Amen. For the remission of our sins. Brother, until you get baptized in Jesus' name, your sins are not Remitted. You've got to get baptized in Jesus' name if you want your sins to be washed away. Because there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say yes. Somebody say yes. Acts 2.31 says concerning Christ, his soul was not left in hell. Neither his flesh did see corruption. Am I doing all right on time? I don't want to. Oh, am, am I wearing anybody out? Go for it. Amen. The reason Jesus went to hell was because he had to receive the same punishment as mortal man. They thought 
because he was cursed. The scripture says, cursed be he that hangeth on a tree. Jesus hung on a tree, which was the cross. Amen. But the scripture also says, he was tempted in all points, yet sinned not. So Jesus was cursed, but he didn't sin. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have Christ descending into the depths. Amen. Coming down to hell. And this is 2 Micah chapter 5 verse 6 to 7. That's me. There's a first Micah. But there isn't a second Micah in the, in the canon. I'm second Micah. And you can take it or leave it. This is up to you. Amen. I picture in my loony imagination. Amen. That death, hell, and the grave are sitting behind a table. Amen. Out down there and they're just ushering, pushing people through. Okay, you said we see your name here in the book. Go into hell. We see your name in the book. Go in and just kind of pushing people through. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. All these people have sinned so they get death. They get the eternal death. Come on. Amen. Come on. They get the eternal death. As a matter of fact, if you've never sinned once in your whole entire life in this physical world, I believe you'll stay alive. Come on. Because the wages of sin is death. Come on, come on. Amen. But they, they begin to die. Amen. It's in their, it's in their, everybody comes and dies. Amen. The wages of sin is death. And then suddenly, Jesus walks up to that bench. Yeah, I picture death, hell, and the grave sitting behind there, probably smoking cigars. <laughs> Looking pretty smug, thinking they got this operation down, you know. Amen. Death has a wish. Come on. And you know who thinks he's hot stuff among the three? <laughs> And Grave was looking kind of, well, Grave. Hang on, man. And a long line of condemns just passing through. The wages of sin is death. But then a freshly deceased Jesus steps up to the table with hands with holes in them, feet with holes in them. They begin to open up the book and review his mankind history and begin to argue amongst themselves, perhaps. Mm, this has never happened before, hell says, because you know we usually you know just push people through. What is it, death says? Amen. Hell responds, this is a sinless man that has died. Oh! Hell says. The scripture says, the wages of sin is death. So all these other people have sinned, so by law they stay dead. But legally, this man Jesus can't stay dead because he's never sinned. Because if the wages of sin is death, then the wages of sinlessness is life. Meaning we have to spit him right back out where he came from. I'm thankful for God that defeated death, hell, and the grave. That's why he had to resurrect, brother. He had to resurrect. They couldn't keep him dead. But Jesus said right before that, no, 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 no. I didn't do all of that up there on that cross just to come down here only to be rejected out of the grave. All by myself. Before I leave, I'll take your keys. So I can free others. Because I'm, I've defeated your system, therefore I get to change the rules. I am he that liveth and was dead and behold. I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of hell and the death. 
I repeat, it says they appeared unto many in verse 53 when they arose. Amen. They just didn't resurrect and do their whamsy pamsy deal. Brother, when you get life, you want to spread the love. If you're not witnessing and you get, you have resurrection, then brother, you're not a Christian. It's time to become Christ-like and begin to appear on the many. It's time. Did I offend anybody? Oh, come on. Amen. Come on, get behind me today. It's time to be a witness. If you've been buried alive, it's time to raise the alarm. Look what God has done for me. Look what if He can do it for me, He can do it for you. Look what Jesus has done. Why don't we stand on our feet today? Amen. Look what Jesus has done. You need you know what you need to do in this service? Link up with someone that's already been unburied. Let them encourage you today. Let their testimony provoke you to believe it for you. Because Ecclesiastes 9.4 says, To him that is joined to all the living. Somebody say living. So to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope for a living dog is better than a dead lion. A living dog is better than a dead lion. I'd rather have a little yap that's alive than a big roar that's dead. Amen. That's right. Amen. You may not have a lot to offer, but brother, at least you're not a dead roar. Amen. You may just feel like you've got a little yap to give. Well, give it. There is hope to those that are joined to all the living. <laughs> I wonder if we can lift our hands across this church today. And then I'm closing right now. In the name of Jesus. I wonder if we can come up front. Amen. From the front to the back. I wonder if we can fill in this altar. Amen. If you come on. Come on. We all need God's help today. If you're buried under discouragement, if the enemy has made a claim on your life, I wish you'd go ahead and declare a battle cry of the dead buried. And say, I refuse to let you write me off the books, devil. Amen. I'll come back. Amen to win. I'll come back for victory. I walked out of this thing. I don't want to be buried alive, God. I need your help today, Jesus. Let you man, let God do the work inside your life today.
works of the Lord. I want to show you all something pretty cool. Now this isn't, this, you can do this at home. This isn't, this isn't something that only I, Mike and Arla can do because he has some sort of trick. Pastor, Pastor, can you come here and face the crowd right here? See your thumb right here and see this thing right here. Put them together now. When I, I want you to hold them as tight as you possibly can. Together. Hold them tight as possibly can. I want to try to pull them together. Now I want you to just repeat after me. I'm going to try to have a hundred soul revival this year.
Greg Tarr's shift for Brother Cliff tonight. He had to get out of here. But thank you so much for coming to the house of God. Yeah. Amen. Come this weekend. No, hang, hang on a second. Saturday night, youth service, 5 o'clock. Amen. If you want to hear Brother Narlock again, you can just travel to Princeton tomorrow night. And uh, Brother Allen's church, he'll be preaching there at yeah. 7 o'clock probably. Yes, sir. So. He'll be preaching there um, tomorrow night. So you welcome go listen to him, Brother Allen. I'm sure would love to have you guys come. Anybody come see them, be with them. Praise the Lord. But uh, amen. Give Brother Narlock a great hand. I did a great, great way tonight. Appreciate him. Got a few more flyers for our Easter drive over here. Um, Easter is a week from this Sunday. Always have a good crowd here. And we're excited about that. And uh, we'll have a good time, no doubt. So, but uh, I don't know if any other announcements at the moment. Uh, yeah, let me make this mess. We've got anniversary services coming up the 1st of May. Uh, May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And also... The field, Brother Ryan Neer will be here with us this year preaching our anniversary awesome. services. Great. Excited about him coming. First, second, third, and the field, too. He will be with us. I don't think his family's coming. I wish there was. I got a new baby, but I think it's just going to be him. So we'll be talking more about that. So, But uh, love you all. Thank you for coming tonight. Invite somebody to come. Come Sunday, but bring somebody with you. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, witnesses, go use your blessing tonight. Go tell someone, hey man, we had a good church. Why don't you come to church with me? Amen. Bring somebody to the house of God. Get to bribe them, bring them. Amen. Just do what you can. The Bible says compel them to come in. I think that's anything that's legal. Amen. Offer the bottle of McDonald's burger or Dairy Queen or something. Amen. Just get them to the house of God. But love you. Thank you so much for being in God's house. Hope to see you back here Sunday morning. If we don't see you Saturday night, we'll see you back Sunday morning. God bless everybody. You guys travel tomorrow? Pray for them. They've been on vacation this week. They're going to go to Nashville. The main thing is to pray for our
tell you, 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 you composed it, you did something a little well, well composed. Yeah. Oh, a couple weeks before when he was preaching. When I was oh, yeah, preaching. Oh, yeah, I was preaching. When I was preparing for this message, I kept saying, when I was preparing for this marriage, and I tried to fix it and say, I said it again, and then I said it one more time, and I just gave up and kept going. He kept thinking he was prepared for this marriage. No way, that's all right. When I was preparing for this marriage,
It's a surprise. It's so mysterious. I don't Yeah. And I bet you, I, 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 I
Oh, we can do that. Okay. 